To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Weekend Collective podcast from Newstalk ZB. Good afternoon. So how have the first couple of weeks been? It's been full on. There is a lot for us to do to turn things around and we've been discovering all sorts of new bits of information that were hidden from us until now. So we're dealing with those bit by bit, decision by decision, taking things in the right direction. Uh, Just how bad are the government books and and how do you convince cynics who say, look, it's just the usual game of saying, thank goodness we're here, we're here to save the day? I'll open the government books up on Wednesday as part of our mini-budget. The Treasury will present their half-year economic update People will have a good opportunity then to examine for themselves where we're at financially and economically as a country. And at that point, I'll also highlight some of the areas that are presenting a real challenge for us as an incoming team. But most importantly, Tim, how we're going to respond to those challenges. Because I think New Zealanders voted for us knowing that they had a government that had been spending too much, not getting good enough results, and they're expecting us to get on with driving better value for money and ensuring there's more money in their bank account. So that's exactly what we're going to do. What is the purpose, the main purpose of the mini-budget on Wednesday? The main purpose for me is to take New Zealanders with us by clearly and transparently showing them where the country's at financially, actually responding to that and letting them have a clear sense of our priorities Uh, and the work we will be progressing until the budget, which is in May next year. So I want people to have a sense of where we're going. I want them to know that it's tough, but also that there's hope. Uh, Going into Christmas, people should know we're closing the chapter of economic mismanagement we've had over the past six years, and we're opening a new page. Has the goal of the mini-budget changed in that you might have been announcing some... I got the feeling there was going to be some policy or some maybe something to look forward to, but is it really a case that you've had to change your approach to it just over the last week or so? Well, we are going to be making some small announcements of decisions that we've already made, but I have been emphasising the mini, 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 (laughs) because necessarily, in a short period of time, there's only so many decisions that you can take uh, and have thought through all of the implications of those. But I will be making clear where we're going and what are some of the next decisions we intend to take. Uh, So, look, it is a, a reality that we haven't had much time between forming a government... Uh, and Christmas, so we're we're sharing with New Zealand where we've got to and what's coming next. Uh, Is there any particular key area that you're going to be making an announcement on that you can just tease for us? Well, one of the things I think New Zealanders expect from us is that we will get better value for money from government. There is um, really clear evidence that government got too big, too fat, too wasteful. So what you can expect to see from us on Wednesday is some of the areas we're trimming it back. So GDP figure, that was a shock to uh, to us. Was it a surprise to you? And where to from it here? A, it was a surprise to me. I'd been on uh, news talk with Heather and she'd said, yes. oh. I said, no, that would, be surpri- that would surprise me. Uh, and yet here we are and it was. So I think it surprised a lot of economists. But if you think about how it feels as a typical New Zealander in the economy right now, high inflation, high interest rates, uh, not much opportunity. I think the the recessionary data just back up that feeling that a lot of New Zealanders have had for the past year. Things are tough.
Uh, we've had the news of the, the cancellation of the ferry contract because of the blowout and expenditure. Um, with that in mind, I mean, how much pressure are you under from your colleagues to give them the money that they say they need to make changes within their portfolios? Well, we're all in this together. All of my colleagues know that New Zealanders expect us to tidy up the books. They expect us to give them a dividend in the form of tax relief into their bank accounts. And what that means is we're going to have to be a lot smarter with the resources we do have. We're going to have to drive more bang from every buck. And I can tell you, every minister is on the same page about that. We really share that agenda together. And we know there's lots of areas where you don't have to spend lots of money to do things better. You know, just this week, uh, the Minister of Education, Erica Stanford, uh, announcing our initiative to ensure all schools are teaching an hour of reading, writing and maths every day. That's going to have a big impact and it doesn't cost that much. Um, business confidence is up though is, does that actually mean anything because um, obviously they're looking forward to the changing in regulation um, but does that mean anything from the point of view of the economy uh, the sentiment of the business community it is meaningful and I'm delighted by it we've got the highest business confidence we've had since well before Labor came into office and what it tells you is that businesses see hope around the corner they see a government that's on their side that is going to make sure that we're not covering them in red tape and rules and obstacles because we want them investing. We want them creating good-paying jobs. We want them to have the confidence to innovate, to, to create new products, to export to new countries. So when businesses are confident, that bodes well for the future of the economy. And certainly I want, I want businesses to stay that way. Um, Claire Trevet, you might have caught up with this, has named Winston Peters as Politician of the Year. Um, do you agree? Look, Claire's a smart lady, but she doesn't always get it right. Obviously, Chris Luxon is the politician of the year. He and he had one term in Parliament. He took a uh, took a party from its lowest ebb to winning an election campaign, and then has formed an historic three way coalition. And he's at work turning the country around. So, as much as I respect our deputy prime minister, Chris Luxon is really my politician of the year. Fair enough. Um, unsurprising answer, of course. But now you are <laughs> your, you are yourself in the running for an award for quote of the year when you asked inquired about Grant <laughs> Robertson's uh, fiscal hole. Uh, do you think that should win? Because it's my pick. <laughs> well, I tell you what, my kids had already <laughs> determined some months ago that it was the winner. You know, I thought my achievement of the year was becoming New Zealand finance minister. <laughs> my kids are pretty convinced it was uh, that phrase I uttered in Parliament, and I am never, ever going to live it down, Tim. So <laughs> I'm just glad I provided some entertainment oh, uh, well. to New Zealanders. Hey, how much of a break do you have? Look, not that much, but um, it's really important to me that I spend time with our kids and my family. So mm. between Christmas and New Year, I'm really going to switch off and be with them in our family cocoon. We're going to go to the beach. They're going to be doing surf life-saving, nipper training. I'm going to be in and out of the sea, doing jigsaw puzzles, cooking. And I, and I think, like all of us, you know, that time with loved ones, it gives mm. me perspective. It reminds me why I'm in it, what it's all about, and I think refreshed. I'll be absolutely roaring to go next year. When do you actually get on debt? Because it's one thing to take a holiday. It's another thing to switch your brain off, isn't it? Yeah, and I find I switch my brain off when I'm with my kids and I'm in the moment, and that's what I'm intending to do. You know, being on our body boards, surfing with them, yeah. uh, spending time reading to them, doing that sort of thing. Uh, and I think we're all better for it when we do that, uh, and they're certainly looking forward to some time with their mum.
Excellent. And have you got your Christmas gifts sorted? <laughs> Don't ask me that on, <laughs> oh, I was actually on, wondering. on radio with everyone listening. Um, I've got some of them sorted, and I've got a plan to get the rest sorted. Well, that's all right. Okay. It's all right. You don't have to. You've got till Christmas Day. I was actually just wondering when you've got a job like yours, you know, whether you just have to do the online shopping or if you take a stroll around the, the malls and the shops. Yeah, it's fair to say the couriers of Wellington know our house well <laughs> because our online shopping is a feature. Yeah, good on you. Oh, well, um, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. And have a great break. And we look forward to hearing what's, uh, if you're going to be naughty or nice in your mini budget on Wednesday. Thank you. I'll be very nice, but also very honest. <laughs> okay. You have a great break too. Cheers. Thanks, Nicola. For more from the Weekend Collective, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from 3 p.m. or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.